Thank you for joining us on Warrior Women Speak. I'm Judge Rosemary Aquilina, author of Just Watch Me, and I'm joined with my co-host, Sherry Botwin, LCSW, social worker and trauma specialist and author of Thriving After Trauma, Stories of Living and Healing. We have created this podcast for your enjoyment and so that we all can talk about our issues and learn together about how to deal with trauma and those things that spring up in our everyday life. Please join us for every episode and let us know what you want to talk about. Now for the show. Burnout is a state of mental and physical exhaustion that can wipe the joy out of work, out of family, out of fun, out of friendships, interactions with others, and continual exposure to stressful situations like caring for an ill family member, working too many hours. And now that COVID has happened and hopefully is on its way out, many people will continue to work at home and have to deal right there with the stress of everything happening in the household plus work. I found it great working from home, but it also kept me confined in a way where I didn't have that couple of minutes between work and home to unwind. And I think that every human being needs to step away from severe stress that can lead to both physical and mental and emotional exhaustion. And my understanding, and you're the expert, Sherry, but my understanding is that burnout now is a mental condition that is defined and treated by therapists. Is that correct? It's a hundred percent correct. And I think it's important that we're recognizing that this is a mental condition. The symptoms that come with burnout are different than if somebody is reporting that they're stressed out. When somebody moves into a place of burnout, they're experiencing symptoms that are more in line with depression, whether it's feeling hopeless, helpless, overwhelmed, sort of like that feeling like I can't take it anymore. And I think when somebody's in that spot for more than a couple of weeks, then the effects of burnout become debilitating for the person struggling with it and for those that are in relationships around them. So we experience some kind of stress and it just gets heightened because we're not dealing with it. We're working more saying, well, when, when I finish this, I'll take a break. And then there's really no way to take a break from your kids and your home life and taking care of someone else, an ill parent or child, what have you. And so we end up at least I've seen this, I've even seen this happen with myself and I have to step away and say time out. But the stress phase doesn't go up and down. It becomes more of a chronic stress, a fatigue, and then you really get into a huge burnout phase. And what I have seen with others, and I try to avoid this with myself, is that you break the cycle so that you don't go from burnout phase to healthy phase to burnout phase. Because I think like anything else, it's cyclical and it's not healthy to keep going in that burnout phase, is it? It's not healthy. And I think it's important to recognize what you're experiencing, not just what you're thinking, but actually what is your body telling you? So for people who are sort of done and have nothing left, 
they talk about, and I think like you're saying, you can relate, and I know I can relate to this too. You start to notice things that are happening in your body. For instance, people who are overextended and not making space for rejuvenation and self-care, they're getting sick more. They're having more trouble sleeping. They're stress eating, drinking more wine, doing all these things that I think people do when they're feeling depressed and anxious. So I think as we're talking today, it's important that we recognize it's not just what you think, but it's actually what you feel and how your body is trying to communicate to you. If you're not hearing your thoughts and able to acknowledge them, then at least maybe think about, well, what is my body telling me? What do I do about that? And for those people listening, saying, well, that doesn't happen to me. I think the response is that anyone is subject to experience burnout. And really anyone who is exposed to high levels of stress can experience burnout, especially people like first responders, doctors, nurses, um, doctors are not the only ones though. They have a high, especially with COVID, but look at the team of people who have to deal with things like crisis, like COVID. There's the firefighters and the ambulance drivers and the therapists. And then when it turns into criminal activity, like you're saying, overusing alcohol or drugs, we get into the legal system. So there's lawyers and judges and we are all overburdened. And so it doesn't matter what your line of work is, even if you're cleaning a building or a mom who's stuck at home with no other outlets, there's no one who can really say, well, that's not me. Right. Aren't we all subject to it? We're all subject to it, no matter how much we work or how little we work. If we are taking care of somebody else besides ourselves, whether it's personally or professionally, we all are equally at risk. I think, you know, throughout the last couple of years, I've been talking a lot to teachers, to nurses, to other therapists, to people who are on the front lines, firefighters, and what everybody is reporting is the same thing. That feeling of, I can't do this anymore. That lack of motivation, that feeling almost detached, going to work, but yet not really feeling present. I noticed too, that when people are getting closer to finally getting that break, whether it's their kid going away or it's spring break, or they have an upcoming vacation, And I've noticed this with myself too. When you're getting closer to finally having that light at the end of the tunnel, that's when you actually start to realize just how burned out you are. That's when the feelings really hit you because like anything else, we as humans don't want to acknowledge if we're feeling like we're running out of steam. We as humans, I think are too hard on ourselves and we try to push through those feelings and act like they're not happening. So as it's getting closer to the break, that's when it hits you. You know, what you said just reminded me taking vacations are not easy for me now because we have been on such a go, go, uh, let's stay up and keep our emotions and be on top of our game because of everything that's going on around us. Especially I think teachers do this. I know that teaching on zoom, for example, for me, I have to be extra high energy just to keep my class motivated. And a lot of people, especially teachers are experiencing this, but I think one of the tells for me 
is going on vacation, it takes me two to three days to unwind and enjoy the vacation, which in my mind says, what is going on with me? And I know that when I was in college and then law school and I went through exams and you're staying up and you're studying and so focused. And then I'd come home and I'd say to my dad, who's a doctor, you know, I think I'm getting sick. I can't seem to wake up. And he'd say, no, that is your body recovering from all of the stress that you've gone uh, under with the exams and staying up late. And now your body's coming down from that. It needs a break. And I remember his words from years ago because I have experienced that recently with vacations to my surprise. Yeah. And I think it's really normal. I think most people, when they shut down or when there's a break in, in, in our routine, it almost is a natural response. I think to, you can't just go from being in, um, doing this, being a teacher, being a parent, being a judge to sitting still at the pool or sitting still on that boat or at the, on that beach, it takes, I think it takes our bodies at least a day to actually even register that we're on the break. I, I talk to kids about this too, especially college students when they are coming home after finals, they say very similar things to me. They'll tell me it took me over a week to actually realize I'm not in school and that I don't have to study. Like my mind is still telling me I have to go home and study or my body still feels the adrenaline from when is, am I going to be ready for the next test or am I going to get the next paper in? So I think it's normal. I am actually just coming back from a short vacation and it was short. So I, and my, I am like you, it takes me a couple days to actually be like, oh, thank goodness. I can just sort of breathe. So I worked really hard on this break to not wait the two days. Cause I wasn't going to be gone long enough. What so how I, do you do that? I want the, I want the clues. <laughs> this was the first time I've actually worked on it. I usually don't even think about it. I just say, you know, I'm going on vacation when I'm able to shut off and relax. I will. I, when I was, so we drove, we took like a two and a half hour car ride, which for me was helpful because I had those two and a half hours to kind of just plant my feet. And what I said to myself was, what do you want to feel when you get to DC? What do you want to, what do you want to think? What do you want to feel? And my answer was, I want to feel like I deserve to take this break it's okay to take this break. And I want to come back with many moments of memories. A lot of times I think when we go on vacation and we're having trouble being on the vacation, we can't really be present. So we don't get to take in all the wonderful things that are happening. So I worked really hard on that. And our, our first stop on the trip was we went to the zoo because we were told there's pandas at the zoo. So and ironically, it was the first thing we saw when we got there. So what I did was I stood there at the, at the gate where we could watch and take pictures. And I just watched the little, the little baby. I, I watched the mom. And I said to myself, don't just take pictures, actually remember what you're seeing. So by telling myself to actually try and remember what I was seeing, I was able to be focused. And I felt like this sense of happy and calm and it was amazing because I felt like I wasn't thinking about work. I wasn't thinking about how I forgot to do this one at home before I left. I wasn't thinking about, oh my gosh, I can't believe I have to do that when I get home. 
All I was doing was watching the little panda and thinking, look at the life of that little guy. He was sitting there just chowing down on the grass, having a blast. I thought this was great too. We noticed, we didn't know there was dad. We thought it was just the mom and the baby. We noticed after like five or 10 minutes, there was a dad, like a male panda. He's out off by himself while the mom is watching over the baby, which I thought it was so fascinating. I thought that is a, that's a great image right there. As moms, I think we never feel like we can just stop and be still. And in this image, that's what I saw. The mom is yeah. like hovering over the baby. I'm thinking the baby pan is thinking, would you get the flip away from me? I don't need, I don't need you to sit here and watch me, me my grass. And that little baby looks so happy. Well, I will have to take a trip to the zoo. Uh, um, you know, one of the things that I know, especially before vacation, where I'm trying to get everything done is, and I think it's a sign of burnout and you can tell me, but is I get irritable and I actually push myself harder. Got to get this done and that done and do all of these things to, I think, cause more burnout. And then I neglect the things that I have to do. So ultimately I'll take personal work with me on my vacation or like right now I have literally dumped my bedroom so that I could organize and give and, and, and just get things just better sorted. And I haven't done it. And so I'm pushing off doing it because I'm working harder. I'm in denial that, yeah, I'm this disorganized. And when somebody needs something from me, I'm like, well, I got to go finish my room. And then I do something else because now I'm avoiding it. And I can't believe that I'm doing that. I just really think it's uh, a sign of burnout. Uh, I'm going to plan some time away. And this weekend, I hope to spend some time doing fun things because it's Easter weekend. But that mental exhaustion or delay of doing things for myself, I think, causes burnout to accelerate, kind of like putting gasoline on a fire. Is that true? It's so true. And you know what I'm thinking? I think that a lot of us feel more irritable and feel even more pressure to get everything done because we feel guilty that we're going to take a break. Part of burnout is, is about not feeling like it's okay to pace ourselves, to give ourselves permission to take a break. That's part of what causes burnout. So when you're describing that irritability and I can absolutely relate to this, I definitely think it's because we feel like, is it okay that I'm about to enjoy the weekend? Is it okay that I'm going to take off from work? I, I think it's good that you brought that up too, because I don't think that when you, when I read about burnout, I'm reading about what causes it. And I'm reading about tips to manage it, but I'm not really seeing much about the guilt that comes with wanting to move out of burnout in order to not keep throwing ourselves back into a state of over-functioning. We have to recognize if the guilt is there because that's the driving force that won't let us stop. Right. And I carry around a lot of guilt because I do a lot of different things. So I have to make sure that I'm constantly checking myself. And I know that when I am short with people, like not necessarily people at work, because I tend to take extra time at work just to double check that I'm not doing something negative. But I think that people closest to me uh, sort of look at me like, what's wrong with you? Because I tend to get short with them when I don't mean to. And so that's one of my checks is, you know, what, 
what are you doing out there in in your world in your world not just out in the world but in my cloistered world mm -hmm. and that's really unfair so i think that's where people need to start is what's going on in your own home well and again like i think it's good that you recognize that it's happening. I mean, you're clearly aware. So if you're aware that you become more irritable when you're getting ready to slow down, I think that that means that you're giving yourself permission to really work on saying it's okay to take a break. It's okay to take care of myself and how I'm feeling. So I actually think that's good. Um, when you were just talking about what you notice as you're getting ready to head out or take a break, this is stuff that I'm reading about too, in terms of what are things we need to pay attention to? How do we know if we're burned out? Because I don't think a lot of people realize that they're actually burned out because I don't think people will want to admit that they're doing too much. I think people say things like this to themselves. Well, what are you complaining about? At least you can go on vacation or you think you do a lot. What about that person over there? Or well, why are you making such a big deal out of nothing? There's so many invalidating thoughts that come with surrendering to how we really feel. So I think being able to take responsibility for the irritability and recognizing where it's coming from, I think that's that's key, actually. That's really the way you can work on that and make some changes moving forward. And I think too, we need to talk about how do we not let ourselves get to the point where we're burned out. So if we look back on different parts of our experience of our lives and we learn from it, what can we do different moving forward? What I do when I go on a break or a vacation is I, I try to look at my life and say, what is working? What isn't working? Where do I need to pull back? Where do I need to have better self-care. So I think it's also an opportunity to not let the cycle continue. Yeah. I, I think one of the things I do, and I've always done it just in, intuitively, I think is recognizing that I need a vacation. And because I can't always take a vacation when I want to, because I'd be just on a constant vacation. <laughs> uh, and unfortunately we can't do that. So how do I get away is, you know, for me, it's writing because I can emotionally and, and really physically transport myself into another place. And granted, it's not a real place, but for me, it's a real place and an hour or two of writing. And that's a vacation for me. Um, I still need those vacations like you did at the zoo. I prefer the beach, but the zoo, uh, actually, I haven't been to the zoo in a while. I think I'm going to go to the local zoo because that's always, a, again, a relaxing place where you can look at something like you did and take that in and forget, you know, the work on your desk, but finding those little slices of harmony and peace to take you away from that stress, I think is really, really important. I was talking to somebody who she's actually younger than us and she doesn't have kids, but she works so hard. And one of the things that she does to not get burned out is she every, I don't know if every weekend, but pretty much every other weekend she gets in her van and she just got a dog about six months ago. She loves to hike. So she just goes, she takes these excursions and she's been doing that for the last two years. And I have not heard her once say, say to me, I hate my job. I'm sick of my job. I work too many hours and she works more hours than I think I work. She probably works 50 hours a week. 
Um, she works very long days. She has a long commute, but that's what she does. And I will say to her, you're an inspiration. You, what the, the way you're able to take your free time and really just get out there. And she's got other things that she could be doing. She doesn't, she's always got something that needs attention, but when she gets in her van and goes, then everything gets left behind and she's okay with that. And I think that's an example. I think if we try and better pace ourselves, if we take 15 minutes a day, an hour on the weekend, a Friday off from work, because I know a lot of people are off today for the holiday, think about not just what should I be doing, what do I want to be doing? How do I, how do I re restore myself and how do I refresh myself? And I think, um, you know, it's important to say too with burnout, because we talk about this a lot. If you are at the point where you're feeling like the burnout is causing symptoms of depression, if you feel hopeless, if you feel like nothing I do is enough, if you notice that you're, it's affecting your relationships, if you're starting to feel disconnected from your partner, from your kids, from your friends, you probably should get some, or no, I hate that word. We don't say should. I would say you are worthy of getting some help for that. Sometimes people can't work through this without the support of a therapist or a group, or even to do some reading on strategies to cope with burnout, specifically burnout, because it, it is like you said in the beginning, it's a condition. It's not like a feeling that will pass. It's an actual condition. And the danger in not recognizing burnout is just like anything else that we talk about. It can lead to destructive tendencies in our relationships with ourselves and others. And I, I wouldn't want that. I don't want that for people. And I don't want that for you. And I don't want that for me. So first of all, you've called us old, but okay, I won't let that add to my stress. <laughs> just but anyway, um, yeah, three fourths of the population are younger than you and I, and I'm older than you. So thank you. But other than that, um, and you have a birthday coming up, don't you? Oh, geez. Yes. Don't remind me. I so, have a half birthday coming up. Does that count? It all counts. We're okay. above ground. We're above ground. So that see that de-stresses me. See? But I think we all need to, like your friend, know your limit and your breaking point and then fill your day at least a chunk of every day, even if it's 15 minutes or an hour, without shooting yourself and saying, I'm going to do something that brings me joy. And if you have to schedule it, then schedule it. And I agree, there's absolutely no reason you can't reach out to a trained therapist because I think a lot of people, especially who are control freaks, don't want to give over that control, so to speak, to a therapist to share in the burden because they think they can handle it. And in fact, they just sink to a lower level of depression and pain. Right. And I know that a lot of people, and to an extent, I'm not as much of a control freak as many people I know, but especially if you think you're in that control category, uh, you're subject, I think, to a higher burnout. I could be wrong, but I, I myself have said, well, I can do this and I can do that. And I've had my sister a few times say, you can't do everything. You have to decide what's important. And she sort of pulls me back. But if you don't have someone in your life mm. who can do that, I totally agree and would 
say, find a therapist who can work with you. And that's a sign of strength organization and someone who's not willing to give into the burnout. And for those of you who are employers, recognize that employee burnout is to the max right now. And your employees need to know what they can do every day to say that's enough. You can't expect that they go to the max because now we're back to work and there's backlog. And so they're going to make up for lost time because of COVID. That is a surefire way to lose employees either because they quit or in the mental hospital. Right, right. And the other thing I'm thinking is if you, like your sister, if you know somebody that you care about that is seeming like they're about to just sort of fall flat on their face, don't be afraid to express concern or check in with them and ask them, are they recognizing how they're doing? Are they taking good care of themselves? Because I think it is really helpful sometimes for somebody else that we trust to say to us, are you doing all right over there? Are you, uh, are you taking care of yourself over there? Are you trying to do everything yourself? Or do you remember that it's okay to also ask for help? I think that's so important. You know, when I talk to um, teachers, for instance, one of the things that I like about the community for them is that they have each other to talk to about what they're feeling. So th there's a couple of teachers that I see right now, and that's one of the things that they tell me really helps them to be able to say to each other, do you notice this or do you feel that or, and to be able to validate and support each other and say, you're not crazy for feeling that way. I feel the exact same way. And if you are an employee, you can certainly and should approach your employer and say, I need to know what the goals are. I need to know what expectations are. I need to know what the needs are in priority. And if there's some kind of stress in the workplace, ask the employer to sit down with you and talk about it so it can be alleviated. And it might very well be, and many places have this, we have it in the courthouse and I have never been there. They might have an exercise room or a room uh, to, to sit and reflect for a time. And if there isn't one, maybe you can work with your employer to have those spaces. And for those of you who are in relationships that are extremely stressful, maybe even dangerous, increase your safety, uh, have a plan so that you can at least take that stress out of the equation. And if the worst happens, you have an exit strategy to keep yourself and your children, your family safe. And that could even be at work. I know that sometimes at work I'm bullied and I just want to jump out the window because I'm so mad. I have strategies to cope with that. And uh, I, I think it's important that we look at the stress at home and at work and make the environments as stress-free as possible. And then when we need help, turn to the employer, turn to the therapist, turn to the sister, the friend, whomever that is. We all need a sounding board. And that is a sign of strength, not weakness. It's always a sign of strength to say when something isn't working or to ask for help. And I think that one of the things that leads to burnout is feeling like we have to do everything by ourselves, which is what we started out talking about today. So I am going to propose, since this is the topic of the week, that we both maybe set an intention on what we are going to do to try and not get burned out. So that's my, uh, my proposal is that we try to say 
to each other. One thing that we're going to work on to not allow ourselves to get to the place where we're totally burned out. And for those of you, it's a deal, Sherry. And for those of you <laughs> Don't who- Don't try to get out of it. Yeah. Okay. Well, and I want to just, uh, before we go off, I have kind of a mental list in my head from just from our conversation and thinking about my own life uh, and how I deal with it or don't. I think it's important for those of you who are in this situation of I might be burned out or I am burned out, uh, make a list of what you can do some strategies. So take a vacation, either fully away from work or fully away from your home or both. Um, because if you're on vacation, like me, don't take work, do what Sherry did, go to the zoo, uh, find places where you can have harmony and peace, know your limits and your breaking points. And when you really need to ask for help and stick to it and try to find something joyful every day uh, in your life so that you can find some peace and make sure that you schedule in free time. I always schedule vacations a year in advance and try to stick to those. And if you need to travel, even if you can't get on a plane, like Sherry says, you can go into the woods and walk. You can go around the block. You can change the television that you're watching. There's some very peaceful channels. You can put some meditation tapes on or on the phone. You, there's apps now that are wonderful. You can take a nap. You know, one of the things I have done recently when I've come home from work early and I thought, well, I'm going to start cooking. I'm going to start cleaning. I thought, you know what? I'm going to take a nap. And then I thought in my head, you're turning into an old person. But you know what I found is that nap made me feel younger and better and more refreshed. And then working out, going around the block, yoga, mindfulness exercises, meditation, find a hobby. I have about a half a dozen hobbies that I interchange. And at work, do some team building things because it's the team. Like I Sherry's part of my team. I can call Sherry and say, you know what? I'm stressed out. What should I do? Or these are my choices, or I'm feeling like this or that. So that team building and to make sure that no employer stresses you out. No job is worth burnout. No, absolutely. that's my list off the top of my head. How's that? I love that list. That's a long list. And I agree with you. And you know what? No relationship is worth burnout either, because for those people who experience burnout and don't work, but our caretakers, it's not that you're, that you shouldn't love the people that you love. You love the people that you love, but you have to just try to keep remembering when the airplane is crashing, you got to put the mask on yourself first. You're no good for others if you're not taking care of yourself first. So let me ask you this. What? Yeah. You're going to say something. I, I was just going to say, and that goes to, and people can go back to, I think we've talked about this boundaries because yeah. if you don't set boundaries and stick with them, total burnout. It's a recipe for burnout. You know, I, I cook a lot. And if you want, but the biggest recipe is don't set boundaries, get stress, get burnout, set boundaries, stay happy. So there you, ha you have the recipe for disaster and one for happiness. <laughs> I'm going to choose that one. I like the second one. I, you, what, you know what I'm going to, what I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about, cause I've said, we have to set this intention. And then I'm saying to myself, oh, oh my gosh, but I don't even know what I'm going to say. Um, what I'm going to say, and I'm going to say this to all of the people out here who really struggle with this, I'm going to tell myself every day, you are worthy of taking a break. You deserve to take a break. It's okay to not always be doing and giving to others. So I think personally, that's something that I need to work on when somebody calls, I feel like I have to call them right back. 
when somebody needs something, I feel like I have to hurry up and do it. So I'm going to work on talking to myself about just giving myself a chance to sit for a minute and know that it's okay to say no. And it's also okay to say not right now, it can wait. So that's what I'm going to be working on. And I'm going to be working on priorities because I have a number of things I need to get done. And there are other people who want the priority to be what they want me to do. And I want to do what I want to do because that will de-stress me if I do it in my order, in my way, in my own time. And you can't wear the stress of other people or what they place on you because that, again, is like gasoline on the burnout and it will heighten it. So I have to work on not getting everything everybody wants from me done in their order, but rather my own and to pace myself. That's amazing. So now what we need to do, we've set these intentions. So now we have to check back in with each other and see how we're doing. So if you're out there and you're thinking, what's the intention I'm going to set, maybe tell somebody else hold yourself accountable, tell somebody else, this is something that I'm working on and ask them to check in with you to see if you're able to follow through on the intention. Because some, because sometimes again, we say, but we don't do. So now that we are talking to each other, we can hold each other accountable. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. And do that at work too. So have a group of your core people that you talk with, even if it's only one or two at work, and talk about team building strategies at work for your emotional well-being, and then extend that into home and set boundaries and uh, prior- prioritize and have this conversation so you can also support yourself as Sher- Sherry just suggested. I think that's really important because we all have a work home life. And if you're perhaps a parent who's not working or you say, well, I'm not working. Yes, you are. You're working at home. I think being at home is the hardest work ever. I have to plan the meals and the shopping and all of that. And I can tell you so that I'm de-stressed when I'm making one meal, I'm thinking, is this a meal that freezes well? Let me freeze part of it or let me make extra because it's the same work so I can freeze it. So the next time I come home stressed and worried about dinner, I can pull it out of the freezer. Uh, Those things that you can do every single day to decompress time later that you might need uh, is important, I think. I mean, these are all such good suggestions. And I, I'm hoping that because we're moving into a holiday weekend, I'm hoping that everybody out here who is going to be celebrating, whether it's Passover or Easter, we've got a lot of people around here who are off next week. I'm hoping that you give yourself permissions to really enjoy the time with family and friends and to be able to just say, it's okay to just be and not always be doing. So I think this was a really important conversation and I'm glad that we we in society are actually recognizing burnout more, we're talking about it more because I think that that's gonna make a big difference for people. Well, and I was just stressing earlier about, oh my gosh, I need Easter baskets for the kids. Now granted they're 12, but they want Easter baskets. And I thought, what am I gonna put in that they're not gonna say, mom, this is stupid. And I don't want them to have all the sugar. So then I thought, okay, I'm going to take all those plastic eggs we have. I'm going to give them the Easter egg hunt they want, but I'm going to put loose change in each of the eggs. And then um, they can buy whatever candy they want and hopefully they'll limit it or maybe they'll choose something else besides candy, but that way they won't hate it. And I don't have to stress going in the store and buying junk that I don't want to buy. So I've just, that was my Easter de-stress. 
from this morning. That sounds great. And you know what? I hope somebody makes you a basket too, because I don't think you're ever too old to receive an Easter basket. I think you can have an Easter basket no matter how old you are. Agreed. Mine will be filled with all coffee things. (laughs) I'll share with you. I'll share with you. I'll just make my own Easter basket. (laughs) If you don't get an Easter basket, you make sure you let us know. And I'm going to make sure you get yourself an Easter basket. I'm going to put cat toys in your Easter basket. I'll, I'll take it. Yes, that would be a huge de-stressor when my big fluffy orange cat is chasing me around with his toy saying, play with me, play with me, play with me. Funniest videos ever. <laughs> well, it was really great to talk to you. And I really do hope you have a wonderful holiday and a wonderful weekend. And I hope you get some sunshine out there or over there, down there, wherever the heck you are and some warmer temperatures. You too. And happy Easter to all of you, whatever you're celebrating a good family weekend um, with some joy and kindness. Enjoy it. Thank you. Until next week. Until next time. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thanks so much for joining us today on Warrior Women Speak. It truly is an honor to be able to sit down with Judge Aquilina and have such meaningful conversations. Stay tuned. Each Monday, we will be releasing new episodes in the hopes that we will inspire, uplift, and instill hope. Be sure to subscribe now to at Warrior Women Speak. Until next time.